Hey guys, WFAN the Kid here, and today I'm going to be doing a podcast on the New York Jets. So far, it's been an interesting offseason for the Jets, pretty exciting. And one thing that I've noticed about this offseason, different from many other offseasons that I've experienced as a Jets fan, is that big name players are actually showing interest in coming to this football team. Uh, in addition to that, we have signed some pretty pretty big names, and we've also lost a couple of players. Wouldn't expect the Jets to lose. Wouldn't have thought it would happen. And then the biggest debate of all, who is going to be the quarterback next year for this team? Last year, it was an all-around solid season for the Jets, and one of the few blemishes, not that there were many, was the quarterback position. We tried a bunch of different guys there, whether it was a coaching decision or whether it was sparked by an injury, no matter who we tried at the quarterback position, it did not work. So clearly we know something needs to change. We need to bring a new guy in. And Aaron Rodgers has been that guy. He has been the person the Jets have showed a lot of interest in. After Derek Carr Sign with the Saints, it became pretty evident that Aaron Rodgers was the guy the Jets were going to pursue. So, he had that interview on the Pat McAfee show that was so highly anticipated, drawing an incredible amount of viewers, more than I've ever seen, and he talked a little bit about his cave expedition, um, and then he, he revealed that no earth-shattering news was going to be delivered on this day. He did say, however, that he intends to play for the Jets, and that's that's big news, uh, showing that he wants to play for this football team. He's ready to move on from the Packers, and he's ready to move on to another chapter in his football career with the Jets. However, he says that the Jets and the Packers are the ones prolonging this, yada yada yada, they can't come up with an agreement. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, though, has made it really clear, really, really clear, that he loves attention. So the longer this rolls on, and I think it could roll on even past the NFL draft, uh, he's loving it. I mean, he loves to be in the spotlight. And I think he definitely showed where his intentions were at and what he's all about when he created the wish list. Uh, people in football and all over are going to be talking about this for a long time. Uh, I think when the topic of Aaron Rodgers comes up, this wish list thing is not something that people are going to forget about. Because your ego has to be pretty high up there to go out and ask a football team to get four players. For you, just for you. I mean, we don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is 100% coming to the Jets. And he's already going out and making a list of demands. And that list of demands included Mercedes Lewis, Cobb, Alan Lazard, uh, three of his former teammates, slash teammates of the Packers, and then also Odell Beckham Jr. had to throw in there. He had to throw in this flashy wide receiver and Odell Beckham Jr. And honestly, I think there is a less than 1% chance of him getting his wishes on these four players. Heck, I think there's a less than 1% chance that we get the majority of these players. We did already get one. We got Alan Lazard for 
I believe it was four years, eleven million per year, and I think that's that's a really good move for the Jets. Uh, solid wide receiver is coming off best year of his career, and I think he could definitely help them. Yeah, in the upcoming season. And of course, if Rodgers does come, good chemistry, and I'm all for getting Alan Lazard. We needed a wide receiver. However, Mercedes Lewis, we do not need a tight end. Randall Cobb, I mean, he's almost as old as Aaron Rodgers. I don't think we need an aging wide receiver. And as for Odell Beckham Jr., I'm not denying he has talent. But where he goes, problems follow. And I I don't think he's someone that the Jets need to be pursuing right now. I think that they should aim to get another young, talented receiver. We'll see who uh, who they wind up to fill that hole, because right now there is three definitive wide receivers that are going to be playing for the Jets next year. There's rookie sensation Garrett Wilson, who had the spectacular uh, year last year, broke 1,000 receiving yards, uh, something the Jets hadn't experienced in a while with any of their receivers. And then Alan Lazard, obviously the second one in the uh, last one is McCole Hardman Jr., who we just got from the Chiefs. Another guy that I'm very happy the Jets were able to pick up. I mean, he he already has two Super Bowl rings, and he might not be that old, but he has he's been in a lot of important high-pressure football games. And as the Jets get better, they're going to stack up some wins, be in late-season situations, and have a real shot at the playoffs this year, in those kind of situations, McCole Hardman Jr. is used to it. He's played with Patrick Mahomes. He's been in Super Bowls and playoff games. He is used to the high-pressure moments. And I think that'll prove invaluable as the season rolls on for the Jets. And right after it was announced that the Jets would be getting McCole Hardman, we found out that we were also losing a receiver. We were um, we traded Elijah Moore to the Cleveland Browns. And we also included a third-round pick, our third-round pick this year, on that deal. And in return, we got the Browns' second-round pick for this year. I do not love this trade. I'm going to come out and say it. If if this is a pick that needed that is needed, that the Green Bay Packers want to expedite the Rodgers trade, then I'm all for it. But if the Jets just did this for not those purposes, it doesn't make sense to me. Because you're trading a wide receiver that you've had, built up for two years, and I think he's pretty alright, plus a third rounder for a second round pick. And I do know that second round picks, especially in the earlier stages of the draft, they, they do matter. Like, a difference in 30 or so places is huge in those first couple of rounds, first three rounds within the first hundred. But I don't really know what the Jets are going to do with it. If we did not trade Elijah more, then we have four guys that you're looking at that are going to be the wide receiving core next year. But instead, we trade him for a second-round pick. I'm trying to comprehend what the Jets would do with this pick. Maybe there there's an alignment that they want in the draft. It would make absolutely no sense to go and draft another wide receiver because they literally just gave up Elijah Moore, a wide receiver they had for two years. So the only thing that makes sense to my mind is that they're using this pick as leverage for the Rodgers trade. 
unless there's some other trade they're making that I don't know about. I think that that's what this pick could be allocated for. But either way, um, Elijah Moore, you had a couple of all right years with us. Sorry to see you go, and I wish you the best. And we were just uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers, these big-name guys that want to come to the Jets. Another one became more evident today. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the Cowboys announced earlier kind of in a heartfelt way that he wouldn't be coming back. So he has narrowed his uh, choices of teams that he wants to play for next year down to three. Down to the Eagles, the Bengals, and the Jets. And I don't think that he is coming to the Jets. I know he said it, I know it's out on paper, and he said it's up there. I just think that there is still, even with Aaron Rodgers a gap in the success that could ensue for the for him on the Bengals and for him on the Eagles as compared to with the Jets. And additionally, I'm not sure that Ezekiel Elliott is a player that the Jets necessarily should be going after. We have a handful of talented young running backs. We have Brees Hall, who do not forget about. He did miss a big chunk of the season last year after... Uh, week six, but he's going to come back, and I think he's going to be ready to play, and after a little while, gets used to playing football again, I think we're going to see his explosive side again. That's what all Jets fans are hoping for. So he, you, you, the Jets should be acting to have him coming back as the running back number one. If not immediately at some point, he should be the running back number one. Running back number two, number two, two uh, for the running backs gets a little bit more interesting. You have Michael Carter, who you drafted a couple of years ago, who was all right when he was at RB number one, but I think after he fell down, after Brees Hall exploded, he never really was the same. He never really took off like he used to. And towards the end of the season, especially when we needed a running back to step up, it was not him. The running back that did step up, actually, for a little bit was Zonovan Knight. And then there's there's another running back in the equation here, Tyler Johnson. He re-signed with the Jets today, so he's coming back, too. I, I, I don't think that Ezekiel Elliott is, is going to be a Jet. I don't think there's a place for him. I don't think that the Jets necessarily need him right now. Now, that's not to say that he's not an experienced running back. That could be good on this team. I just don't think that if it's the mold quite right. Honestly, I think Zeke is a tiny bit overrated, and I don't think he's going to wind up coming to the Jets. The last time that I remember a big free agent, or a big guy that could be signing with somebody, announcing that he's uh, between these a couple of teams, I think back to the Tyree Kill situation last year, that took off like wildfire in the span of an hour. I remember being at school, hearing this little lure about Tyreek Hill. Oh, Tyreek Hill, uh, he's going to be a free agent, this and that. Five minutes later, oh, he's narrowed it down to the Jets and Dolphins. And there's like a, mil- a, th- a million tweets every minute, this way and that way. And he winds up going with the Dolphins. I got my hopes up. This huge guy's coming to the Jets. And he goes to the division rival. 
So I, I think this could be a little deja vu for the Jets, and I think he's going to wind up going to a different team. If I had to pick one of these three teams for Zeke to go to, I would think the Bengals. I think the combination of Zeke and Joe Mixon would be very good. Of course, the only downside is one of those guys is going to be taking away um, handoffs to the other guy, you know, because they can't both be running the ball at the same time. Him on the Eagles, also not a bad idea. They could use some experience. They don't really have um, a whole lot of experience on the team, kind of a young and up-and-coming team. They could use him as well. So we'll see what happens with him. Now I do want to get to some of the more players that the Jets lost. I was just talking about how Tyree Kill went to Miami, chose Miami over us. And two more Jets have decided to join Tyreek down with the Dolphins. Um, Mike White. Mike White is one of the guys that is not coming back for the Jets. He's going to be down there I guess, as a backup to Tua Tagovailoa. Um, <laughs> there were some rumors that Brady was going to play for the Dolphins, but the Dolphins have made it pretty clear that they want Tua to be their guy over the last couple of weeks. And honestly, I think it's uh, a good job done by the Dolphins' front office to secure Mike White because if something should happen to your starting quarterback, I think Mike White is a very solid backup option. I think when we tried to thrust upon him a starting role last year, maybe wasn't as ready for it as we thought. To be fair, there was also a non-existent O-line getting him injured. He did have some good moments, but there there were some times he kind of choked in big moments. But as a backup, by all means, I think he's a good guy to have. And these these things like the interceptions that we saw, terrible interceptions against the Seahawks, um, a couple against the Vikings, with a, as he gets more experienced and gets more opportunities to play in real game situations, that's going to fade off. And I think he's a solid guy to have. Braxton Berrios is the other guy that's now a Miami Dolphin. And I'm really sad to see him go. I think he was a great wide receiver for for us. And it wasn't just his receiving that was notable. We would see him do uh, these reverse runs where we do like a double handoff and he'd take it the other way. He scored some touchdowns doing that. He was fantastic last year doing that. He scored a really memorable one against the Packers at Lambeau. One against the Dolphins when the Jets had that dominant fourth quarter at home. Fast as lightning, Braxton Berrios is. And I, I believe he started his career with the Patriots. Then he was a Jet, and now he's a Dolphin. So, third team in the AFC East for him. <laughs> That's certainly interesting to think about. That he's bounced around from team to team to team, and he's constantly having to verse his former teams. He's going to have four games this year as a Dolphin, where he's going up against his former team. And another guy that the Jets lost was Sheldon Rankins, the defensive tackle. Had a pretty good year last year. Um, and just uh, not happy to see him go. Oh, and I did forget to mention, uh, we did resign another important member of the New York Jets, the kicker Greg Zerline. He had some impressive field goals last season. He he did miss a few, but I think he's an experienced kicker the Jets are lucky to have, and he came up big in certain moments last year. 
There was a game where I believe he had five field goals against the Bengals. And he did miss a few, but his percentage was still pretty good. Quite good. And, yeah, it's been very interesting to follow what the Jets have been doing this offseason. Because I can't recall an offseason like this where, where the Jets have been such a topic of conversation for so many different players. And at the quarterback position, because the Jets have been drafting, they've been trying to start from scratch. You get this guy, oh, he doesn't work, try a new guy. You get this guy, try him out for a couple of years, toss him in the trash, this guy. And I guess Zach Wilson did something to break this cycle. The Jets got fed up with drafting the QBs, and now they've decided to go after a vet. Um, an interesting vet, some interesting habits, but nonetheless, an established vet. And it's really, really put them up there in media coverage. And in terms of the NFL draft, which we do have coming up, Quicker than you think, the Jets now own the rights to picks number 13, 42, 43, 74, 112, 145, and 207. Um, they do have the 42 and 43. They got 43 from the Cleveland Browns, I believe. Uh, not that many picks, though, overall. Only seven. We're used to seeing the Jets have... Uh, more than just a standard package of seven in recent years, I guess. They made a lot of trades, trading away some of their vets, got them some picks. But they could still make moves. They desperately need offensive linemen. Yes, Mekhi Becton's coming back, but... And I know he's a big guy, but he's not enough, even if he stays healthy, to compensate for the holes in our O-line. So we definitely need some O-linemen. I would prefer not to draft a wide receiver. I'd prefer if we could get... An established wide receiver because that's what we just had. We just had a, a guy that's been in the league for two years and was familiar with the Jets and Elijah Moore, and we traded him. So we should be getting someone of equal experience and ability, if not greater. That's my mindset. Uh, defensive tackles, another position the Jets could explore to strengthen an already pristine defense. The defense was pristine last year. And... Yeah, a lot of things to look forward to in football. We'll see what goes on with Rodgers. And just, I will keep you posted. Keep doing more podcasts. All right, guys. I'm going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, I'm WFAN the Kid.